Hey, what's going on, everybody? CJ's back again. That's right. We are back with another episode of the Grit and Grace pre-launch show, The Grit Test, and of course, and you can hear my uh, cell phone in the background going off. Oops. <laughs> That's a pro tip right there for you all right there. Just make sure all your stuff is turned down. And of course, with me, as always, my cohort, Lynn Burnett. Thank you all of you for joining us and thanks Lynn for meeting me tonight. Hey, it's always a good time. Well, of course always it's a good time. Of course it's always. <laughs> so, you were you were mentioning that uh you had an event happen today with the pool. <laughs> yeah, I think my husband's like the clumsiest person ever. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're working to get the pool ready for the summer and he's cleaning it. And, you know, you, you lean a little too far and you hit that tipping point where there's the point of no return. He, well, he took the first dip. So <laughs> freezing cold water. Now, I, so, I, yeah. I'll admit, I love being the first one to take the dip in, in the pool or whatever it happens <laughs> to be the season. Summer, of the season. This year, we, we bought a brand new hot tub, and unfortunately, I was not able to take that first dip. My daughters got in way before I was able to just because they couldn't wait. I think it was like maybe 72 degrees when they jumped in. So that, that had to have been, been a shock. Yeah, no doubt. Well, even in the summer, sometimes I freeze getting out of the pool, and it's sunny, hot day. I'm I'm always cold, so... Yeah, I can imagine he. Uh, it was a little bit chilly for him, but it was nice to be out. I think everybody in North America has like summer weather, but us here, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm seeing people doing Facebook lives and they're in shorts and flip flops, and I'm here. I am like, got my hoodie on and I got a scarf, and if I put my hair like this up. That's why I like my mane. It keeps my neck and my ears warm when I put my cap on for the day. It's which uh, it just makes me cold, but uh, I'm looking forward to summer coming. Yeah. Well, before we get going too far, I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about what it is that you do. Kind of introduce everybody to us again, because I know we get new people on each and every time we, we do this. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? So what, you know, I like you, I do so much, right? So I, uh, I'm a master coach. I'm a master certified life coach. I work with people in personal mastery, personal power, and mindset. And I work mostly with professional women and just really helping them achieve, achieve the best version of them in their life and their work. But I also at the same time started podcasting. Today's my anniversary of starting Ooh. podcasting eight years ago on this day. And, um, man, it's been a hell of a ride. And anybody who's been podcasting for a while, you know, it's a hell of a ride. I've done online radio. I've done podcasting. Um, a few years back, I launched a network of hosts so I could teach and train them and eventually became co-owner of an online radio station. And now I'm just back independent doing other things. So I've done been part of different networks and doing different things and always learning, learning, learning. And now thanks to you, I'm jumping in this whole new thing. Well, you know, I, I reached out to you because I got to, I got a chance to learn who you were and what you're about. And I really 
really liked how you showed up when you, when you were doing your online radio show and your, your podcast stuff. And you have such a professionalism about you that really I don't believe a whole lot of people in the podcast space have. But not only did you have this professionalism, you had this this playfulness, this ability to just kind of cut loose and tell it how it was. And that's really kind of what brought me to that that realization that I've got to have her as a co-host. I mean, she's got to be the the anchor that I, I can lean on because really that's a, that's you know, nice. that's one of those things. And we've created a partnership where it's not necessarily a co-host type of thing. You know, we've decided we're going to call each other cohorts. You know, we're equals here. Uh-huh. Nothing different. Now you said you started eight years ago today. So happy anniversary, I guess, yeah. as as Anthony Hayes likes to say. That's right. The- and you know, I I wish I wish I could say that I was consistent in podcasting for as long as you had. Now I had I had done my first uh, what they called audio blog back in two thousand and three before they started calling it podcasts. But that was just a military thing where I read off the newsletter so people could download it from the internet. Not really a podcast. That's cool that you did that, though. But, yeah, you're right, audio blogs. It was, I think, people, but, you know, even now, people don't even really, there's a lot of people that still don't know what podcasting is. They don't They don't understand all of that. And that's the one thing that I find a lot of people, um, that's a skill that podcasters and online radio hosts need to have in terms of sharing and educating other people of what that is. You know, and, and one of the things that I've noticed in the podcast industry over the past three years that I've been extremely active in it is something that kind of plays into what we're going to talk about first tonight. And that's question number three of the grit test. And I'm just going to bring that yeah. up. Here. So for those of you who've been following along, I hope you got your little notebook and you've been following because we've done, how many have we done now? We've two? done two. Yeah, two. The first one and the second one. Tonight we're actually going to be doing three, four, and five. So we're we're going to kind of speed this up a little bit. We're going to because we're so excited. <laughs> I just feel like we don't quite get enough done when we do just one. I want to be able to hit them with with a couple at least. And tonight, you know, after talking about it with you, we decided to do two, three, and four. Or I'm sorry, three, four, and five. And that third question, like I was talking about with podcasting, it really kind of uh, made me think about this because question number three is my interests change from year to year, year to year. It, it changes from year to year, year, to year. all up here. So, <laughs> so it changes. It's all in between there. <laughs> right. It's all up in here. So, um, you know, and after thinking about that, that did make me start thinking about podcasting because that's. I mean, it's, it's a very much a here today, gone tomorrow type industry that we're, that we're playing around in. For some people. Yeah. It's, you know, pod fading, right. Is that what you're talking about? Pod yeah, fading. Definitely. You know, see some people, they get this great idea that, um, you know, I'm going to start a podcast and tons of people do. And they either it's not what they thought it would be or uh, they find out that podcasting is a lot of work and they just they can't keep up with it. So when people so I consult with people in, in 
podcasting that want to start a podcast and are overwhelmed or they don't understand what they need to do, you know, my first thing always is, do you have, you know, an hour or two to spare a week? Because some people find out, oh my God, I have like, I don't have enough time to do this. And it could take, you know, it could take an hour or two. It could take a lot more than that, depending on how you want to do it. So yeah, people will pod fade. So their interests can change. And then there's some people who just, you know, their interests change all the time. So yeah, this third question, if you're following along, um, my interests change from year to year. I think, um, you know, if you're completely changing everything that you do, that's a little bit of a problem, I think. But if it's kind of keeping in the theme of what you do, or or you could just go, you know what, I'm just, and okay, that's talking about business. In life in general, if your interests change from year to year, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You, it could be, you know, every year I'm going to try something new. But I think that in terms of what we're talking about, the grit scale, <clears throat> this is related to your goals, your work, your business, those goals that you want to achieve. So if you are completely switching all the time, which I do see a lot of people on social media, it's like they're so thrilled with this thing and they're involved with this and then it, you see it fizzle and then next thing they're with this brand new thing and they're so excited about that. There's something going on. You're chasing something. You're afraid of something. You're sabotaging yourself somehow. But if you're trying new things, but it's in the theme of what you do. I try new things, but it's in the theme of coaching that I do, or I try new things with podcasting, or I've done online radio, and it's still in the same. And just like you, right? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, up until up until I found my passion, I was all over the place all over the board. My wife will be the first person to say that I didn't have a clue. I mean, I would change, I would change hobbies. Like they were underwear, underwear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if she, she used to tell me all the time, find something and stick with it, you know, and it would just frustrate the hell out of her because I couldn't find that one thing that made me happy that I could, I could just continue to do. And it, but it you just, did though. But I did. But and you did. And that's because I found my passion. And actually, you know, and after after I had found my passion, and and because I couldn't talk, I had to step away from it. When I started getting back around to it, I was a miserable prick. And my wife was just, she was like, "Hey, you've got that podcasting stuff in the closet. Pull it out." Start doing it again. I don't care what you got to do, but stop being a dick. Oh, and, and it really, it was her that really pushed me back into what I do. And I can't, you know, how do you, how do you, uh, when other people can see what you're passionate about, when other people can see what it is that's making you happy and you can't see it yourself, you know, those are, those are the types of things. That's one of the things that this grit test is really there to, to kind of help you find and help you figure out really, do you change your, your ideas from year to year or your, or your interests changing from year to year or day to day, even sometimes that can be very detrimental to your relationships, to you as a person. And like you said earlier, when you're talking about self-sabotage, you know, those types of things can really lead you to a place where you never move forward. You you're just constantly stuck in this, endless cycle of self-deprecating just misery 
Mm-hmm. And we could get totally deep on, um, which we are in a, once we launch, we're going to get really deep on this topic because that's a big topic we hear about, about passion. But what you did trying new things all the time, that is sort of like, you know, you follow your passion and sometimes your passion follows you. So by you doing all those different things, that helped you find some people it's a lot easier, but, but we could get a lot deeper in that sabotages you. That's you're, you're running from something. You're afraid of something, but you know, that's a little background on, on the, my interest change from year to year. So if you're following along, you want to answer and you want to pick the answer for you, you're going to pick either very much like me, mostly like me, somewhat like me, not much like me, or not like me at all. So answer that question for yourself with one of those. And then you're going to score. It's going to be one to five. for. So for that question, very much like me, if you pick the first one, you get a point, And then two, three, four, five, all the way down the list. Um, Mostly is two, somewhat is three, not much is four, and not at all is five. Oh, so that's that so for yourself. I was so afraid you were just going to phone it in there. I, I was I was afraid you were going to phone it in and say, just figure it out. You can figure it out from there. <laughs> but I knew you wouldn't. I, I knew you wouldn't ultimately. No, because you know what? The biggest thing, at, this is the most important thing, and I tell people this, and I've told my host that, make it easy for people. There you go. You got to make it easy for people. Now, going on to uh, question number four here, and it kind of relates to question number three, because a lot of people will change their interests year after year because of what happens with question number four. And question number four is setbacks don't discourage me. Now, I know it, that doesn't sound like it's worded as a question, but bear with us. We'll we'll explain it. So with with setbacks... Uh, a lot of people are they get discouraged by setbacks and if they if they hit a roadblock and they can't bust through it they they decide yeah this isn't for me and they go on and they change and do something else now i've never really been that way that's not been my mindset the way i i do things i guess i'm kind of a rhino in that aspect if there's a if there's a roadblock in front of me, if there's a setback in front a of me, rhino. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's my spirit animal. You bust least, through. I'll I'll bust right through it. I will continue to, you know, dig my horn until I find that whatever it is on the other side that I'm looking for. Now, <laughs> see, you know, you said you're having a down, you're having a down vibe day, and I think I think we're turning that around a little. Yes. Bit. Definitely, definitely come alive here with us. <laughs> um, well, but you proved it with the last question. You kept doing, trying something else, trying something else. So obviously, you weren't discouraged. You just kept going. You kept going. You kept going. And, and you know, setbacks don't discourage. It doesn't mean you don't get pissed off. It doesn't mean that you don't rant and rave and have a little bit of a tantrum. But I think that setbacks discouraging you, if you stay there and you just go. Fuck it, that's it, and you don't do something else. That that then then you would want to answer setbacks. Don't discourage me. You'd say very much like me. Yes, they do. <laughs> I give up. I stop. And you know, if you're if you work for yourself, if you're or if you're a podcaster or whatever that is, you're gonna have times where you are discouraged sometimes. But we don't stay there. We just go. Oh, okay. I think those with a lot of grit, they just go. Okay redirect, 
Like now where am I going to go? Or what's the solution to this, right? A very solution focused. Let's not focus on that shit thing. Let's find the answer. There's a way around it. Under, no, always, over, through. Yeah, I, I always tell people there's always more than one solution to every problem. And each solution, each solution, <laughs> three, huh? There's only I was two. taught three, actually. Yeah. I was taught three. I, I know there's more than three. I, I believe there's more than three anyways. There are a minimum of three. But here's the thing. Each solution does not require the same course of action. So if you find yourself on that same course of action, expecting a different result, you're not going to get it. You're going to be disappointed. You're always going to be discouraged. So when you come up with a new solution, when you find that new solution, one of the three that Lynn's talking about, when you find that solution, you will notice the pattern is changed quite significantly. And you got to run through, you got to run with that through, through the very end. That's, that's really all you can do when, when you, when you hit those things. Now, if you're that type of person where a setback is just completely derails you. Oh, yeah. Well, that's maybe, maybe the, uh, you need to really dig deep. And, and look inside yourself and find out why that is. Seek help because there's people out there who are specialized, people like Lynn, who are specialized in helping people recognize new solutions. That's a, that's extremely important. It's not that bad of a thing. I mean, you remember back in the day when they said, if, if you're seeking help from either a coach or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, whatever, you were, you're kind of looked at differently. You remember those days? Yeah. Like there was something wrong with you and people didn't talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's different now. It's definitely different. It's extremely different. And, and the people I know, I know all of you are not like that. Otherwise you wouldn't be watching the show. You recognize that there's a lot of value in the things that we sh we can share with you. So thank you very much, each and every one of you who are spending your time with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So answer that for yourself. Setbacks don't discourage me. Is that very much like you? Mostly like you? Somewhat like you? Not much like you? Or not like you at all? So the scoring for that, if you said that's very much like you, it's five. Mostly like you is four. Somewhat is three, not much is two, and not like you at all is one. We're on a roll. We've done two now. Let's take a breath. Let's, let's, because the next one's a big one. Is it? Number five. It's a, oh. it's a big one. This is a deep one that can really. Yeah, it, it is. It's one that you really have to be brutally honest with yourself. That's for sure. So question number, number five reads, I have been obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short time, but later lost interest. Now you kind of see how all three of these questions have kind of fit together today. And, and the reason, that's the reason why I really wanted to lump them all together after I started reading them. And this question, it, it's, it's one of my favorite questions because I've been known I've been known, man, I, I have been known not to take English classes very seriously, but I have been known to obsess over projects. I mean, there, there was a time where I was completely, totally obsessed 
with building a remote control airplane that my wife sat on. I think she did it on purpose just to break me of that obsession. However, um, you know, video games are very good at this. A lot of people get obsessed with video games. They'll play them for hours upon hours on end. And they will completely forget about the family and the loved ones around them that need their attention. So, yeah. you know, this is this one here really made me think about, you know, what what kind of obsessions do we have that maybe are maybe good to have maybe for that short time or maybe, you know, maybe that obsession has made it to the point where it's not so healthy for us. This kind of lean, this kind of goes with question number three, your interests change from year to year. Yeah. So, you know, obsessed with a certain idea or project, um, but later lose interest that, and again, that's a very introspective one because why, like, you know, why, why, why did you lose interest? These questions are really, um, they're so good because they have you really taking a, the big picture look at your life. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to see that when we're in it. So I, I really do love this because, you know, one, why did you become obsessed with it? And why did you lose interest? And that's very telling um, of, it's very telling of the type of person you are, but sometimes, you know, it's a, a, a redirect. Maybe it's something that was on the way to something else. So you became obsessed with it and it was maybe not exactly what you wanted to do, but it was close enough. And so you become obsessed and maybe the real thing came along and, you know, it changed a little bit. You know, the real opportunity came that you really wanted to do, you know, um, it's, uh, yeah, why did you become obsessed? Is it something else going on? Is it something that you needed to fill your your time, your uh, to feel important, um, depending on what that is? But why did you lose interest, right? So that's a really good question, number five. I've been obsessed with a certain idea or project for a short time, but later lost interest. So is that very much like you, mostly like you, somewhat like you, not much like you, or not at all like you? And so the scoring for that question, if that's very much like you, you get one point. If it's mostly, you get two. If it's somewhat, you get three. Not much, you get four. And not like you at all, you get five points. I don't want you guys to misunderstand obsession with passion. They they can look the same. They can look very much the same. The difference being obsession can tend to be a little bit damaging. Uh, it affects over, your life. It does. It interferes or, with your life. Right. Whereas whereas passion is not necessarily as damaging. Um, my my wife will definitely tell you that there have been times where I've been absolutely obsessed with things to the point where it drive it drove her so crazy. And I, it caused so much trouble and turmoil that uh, we, we, I caused the problems. I caused problems with my obsessions. So, what did now, you, so did you learn from it? I did. 
I did. Did you learn why you became obsessed? Was it a false it sense a of false fulfillment? Passion. Well, yeah, exactly. It was a false passion. It was something that I thought was my calling. It was something that I, I maybe maybe misread something. It was cool. It was fun. Was it pole it, dancing? No, it was not pole dancing. <laughs> you know, that's funny you should mention pole dancing. Oh, okay. <laughs> because there is, I have never been obsessed with, with, with Polish women ever in my life, but uh, <laughs> it did stay with me for a minute. So, <laughs> so there's, we have uh, we have this friend this you know our we have a mutual friend and uh at one point she, she was a, a pole dancer and uh, my my wife didn't want to explain to my daughters what she did so she just called her polish <laughs> so that's where the polish thing comes from. Oh, oh my god that's good <laughs> The things no, we tell our kids. I know, I know. We we hide things from them until they get, and then we realize later on that they're way smarter than we gave them. Oh, credit. yeah, they probably already knew, and they're just going, God, mom and dad are so lame. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Daniel J. Hill is is on with us. Uh, oh, thanks. Zay's pop is his noggin in there and gave us a couple thumbs up. So thank you guys for watching. Rich Embry, thank you from uh, New York. My buddy, I know his wedding is coming up here very soon, and I want to say congratulations to you, and I hope everything uh, works out for the greatest for you. Uh, New York, that's one place I want to go so bad. I know, I know. That's, that's Start spreading the news. I have never been to New York City. and that's, neither. I have been to a lot of places, a lot of places in this great country, but I've never been there. And uh, maybe that's for the best. Maybe maybe that's for the best. Just like I've never been to San Diego. Uh, that's coming up here this year. And uh, oh, that's a cool place. I've been there. Maybe and uh, I'll I'll get a chance to see just how how uh, much I I should stay away from there. The big city. The big city. Yeah, I love the big cities. We we Me too. Oh my God! I look at pictures in New York and it just I feel like that's home. Like I just need to belong there. Ever since I was little and I saw Mary Tyler Moore just throw her hat up in the air and she was that independent working woman in the big city. That, that <laughs> is, that is me. That, and I, I'm just dying to go to, I'd choose New York over anywhere. I just see it and I just feel it called. So one day I will get there. My wife and I lived in the Dallas Fort Worth area for several years and you know, I miss it. I miss it so much each and every day. Everything about it, even the traffic, I miss it. Not I don't picture I'm... you as a big city guy. Really? Wow. No, I see you as as not a big city <laughs> little guy. country bumpkin. Just <laughs> totally. No, that's totally. what I grew up. That is the way I grew up. I grew up in a little town, three hundred and twenty. And people. usually, people like they—that's what they know if they grew up that way. That's you know what what they're comfortable with. But yeah, I'm surprised you say that big city. That's awesome. Yeah, I love the city. My wife loves the city. Um, to the point now. See, I my small town roots did did give me the love of camping and fishing and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. The wife, on the other hand, her idea of camping is a four star hotel with cable, internet, the whole nine yards. That's her idea of camping. I can't fault her for it. I don't mind camping that way. I just would prefer to, you know, be out in the wilderness. It's just my thing. But yeah. uh, although I'm done with tenting, 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah we don't do the tenting anymore. We do a cabin, if anything. And we try to we try to meet halfway. We go out to the lake. We sleep in a cabin. We don't sleep out in the in the tent or a trail or camper or trailer. Yeah. You know, even a yurt, even a yurt. As long as it's off the ground, I'm fine. But I don't know older. what a yurt is. <laughs> a yurt is like a fancy tent. Oh yeah, no, we could. So do it's that. like heavy canvas, and it's. They're really not. Can you Google it? A yurt. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's Google it. It's called glamping. Glamping. Okay. So, so it's glamorous camping. Gla- <laughs> I'm sure there's some yurts in here. Yurt, I'm sure there's yurts around. We've got yeah. them here, quite a few here. It must be a Canadian uh, trend. I don't think so. I don't no? think so. Okay. No. Google well, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta find yurts in oh, your area. I gotta go to yurts now. I gotta go check out yurts now. Everybody, thank you very much for uh, checking this out tonight. Yeah, we are, we are ramping up to our grit and grace launch on May fourth. This is going to be one hell of a ride. Trust me, we've got some topics coming up that are going to make your hair curl, and at the same time. It's going to just blow your mind. I mean, seriously, when I was reading through some of these topics, I was like, what the hell did I just see? So we've got some pretty amazing stuff coming to you starting May 4th, Thursday night, 7, what is that, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. I'm thinking 7 o'clock because it's 7 o'clock my time. I don't care about everybody else's time. <laughs> I don't know what time it's all I need about you. It's all about me right now. I just need to know what time I need to be in the seat. So that's right. May fourth, may the fourth be with you, everybody. Go out, rent your great Star Wars flicks, but don't forget you got to turn it off for at least one hour because you're going to be watching Grit and Grace TV. You're not going to want to miss it. Trust me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're going to want to keep following along because we're going to do. Well, there's 12 grit scale questions, so we're up to five. And we're going to be filling you in along the way. And uh, on the launch of our show next Thursday night, we're going to give you the final question. And uh, we're going to talk more about what grit is. I was crying from laughing, and it's running down my face. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to give you the final question and the scoring, and you can figure out how gritty you are. And talk about what it is. It's really important. It's been a really fascinating learning thing. So are you the Clint Eastwood type? Do you got grit? Well, we'll find out. Just remember, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect solution. Hey, peace and stay wild.